Hi everybody and welcome to the 13th gate. I'm your gatekeeper, Kat. I'm Amber. So last week we talked about reincarnation and a few other topics mixed in between with those. And I feel like this week we're kind of sort of sticking to a bit of a theme, but it's very fitting for the events going on in the world. Absolutely. I know everybody is talking about how we lived through the potential start of World War Three. We have COVID, murder hornets, hurricanes. <laughs> what else? What am I missing? Um, oh, aliens. Aliens. Uh, full moons. Uh, several planets in retrograde. <laughs> and, of course, the tragic death um, of a man at the hands of... Some very ignorant people. And the subsequent rioting and looting and, and yes. burning of towns because of it. And, and I mean, honestly, that's taking away from what the actual protests are supposed to be about. Absolutely. But when you tie that all in with the earthquakes in Yellowstone and the super volcano there, you know, it's uh, starting to feel a little... Apocalyptic? <sighs> yes. Which gets us onto our topic of... Da -da -da -da. <laughs> The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Ooh. Oh, we forgot something. Locusts. Mm, yes. Although, I did look it up, and they're actually not due this year. There's some stragglers from the past couple of years, but we still have a few more years until they're actual... No, I heard the 17-year ones were supposed to be out this year. Ah, that's not what I looked up on. It's not what I said when I looked it up on Google. Oh. Well, then I'll that's double, good. I'll double-check, just in case, because... You know, we want to be thorough. Um, you know what? A year without Lucas, I'm okay. Yeah, they're not fun. Yeah, they're, they were out uh, several years ago, one of the many types of them, and they were uh, pretty prominent in our area. Where okay, so actually, um, this w website that I'm looking at, and well, I'm not looking at the website, but I, it's just right here. It says that they are expected to emerge this year in parts of Virginia, West Virginia, North Carolina. Um, those are the, where the 17-year ones are coming from. Okay, well, they can keep them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you guys in those states. Um, I, I personally don't like locusts. I find them very creepy, and I'm not a fan. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, that's a lot of stuff going on in the I mean, world in general. I mean, it, it's getting chaotic. It's getting kind of scary for a lot of people, and nobody knows where to start the cleanup because <laughs> it's literally everything. It really um, is. Let alone the financial crisis that's going on. So many people out of work. Absolutely. And then, you know, not knowing where your next paycheck is coming from, businesses shutting down, and the ones that aren't shut down seem to be burnt down or looted. I mean, it's it's getting pretty rough. I know at our job, our boss literally told us the other night several directives to follow if anything happens at our facility, and I mean, that, that was pretty terrifying to be working as you're hearing gunshots in the background outside of work, and she's going, listen, this is what you might have to do. Yeah, it, it, it was quite um, stressful. Yeah, definitely. 
it definitely was not the shift I was expecting. But, you know, I, it seems like everything is kind of happening all at once. I really don't know where some people are at mentally or emotionally. You know, there's a lot of depression, a lot of psychosis is going on, a lot of people feeling very manic. And there's a lot of anger. Absolutely, and rightfully so. But when you look at the four horsemen, uh, some things are starting to line up. What do you think, Kat? Um, absolutely. I've been going on about this for at least a week now. Um, I definitely think that that's what we have going on right now. Um, and I'm not a religious person, so this is, the four horsemen come from religion, come from the book of Revelations. Now, for and those of you that don't know, Kat, what are the four horsemen? Um, okay. Give me a second. Let's see. So the first horseman that comes is Conquest. Conquest um, rides a white horse. Some people, not quite sure who they are, say that Conquest is representative of, of basically what you would say this is the second coming of Christ. Okay, interesting. I hadn't heard that before. Uh, I hadn't either. I knew... That conquest was one of the horsemen, but I was not quite aware of all of the details, which none, none of them give a lot of detail. None of the places that I looked. Hmm. Um, and I don't have a Bible, and to look up the book of Revelations and read it, um, we'd be here all night long. <laughs> um, so, the second horseman that comes is war. Um, so it's the second horseman is of war and bloodshed, and he rides a red, he has a red horse. Red? Red, for the blood, obviously. Um, and then you have your third that comes, which is famine. And then, of course, your fourth, which, depending on who, who you ask for the name, um, some call that horseman plague, and some call that horseman pestilence or death. And he rides a pale horse. Famine rides a black horse. I'm not exactly sure what you would consider a pale horse. I, I'm seeing a tan kind of color or even a ghostly opaque. Maybe I could see both. I could argue you know, either. Maybe even like a light gray. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's... I kind of want to know what they mean by that because I'm curious to see what that would look like, but... No, see, we also missed another one, because this year has been so amazing. Australia. They, the fires. Yes, they burned quite bad. Yeah, so it's it's been quite interesting. I know this coming Friday is a full strawberry moon, and it's also a penumbral lunar eclipse. Hmm. It's a... Uh... A lot of stuff lighting up at once. Um, yeah, because to top that off, next week, Saturn, Venus, and Jupiter are all in retrograde. And then beginning on June 18th, Mercury is back in retrograde as well. Wow. That's, um... Now, I also heard recently that because we had such a mild winter, we're expected to have a pretty bad hurricane season up in the Northeast. That because the waters are warmer and they never Absolutely. fully got as chilled, it tends to come up the coast further and tends to affect the northeast worse. 
I mean, it is very possible. It, it's, I mean, I honestly would not put it past Mother Nature to decide that that's what we need up here. It's terrifying. It really, it is. I mean, I know we've gotten hit a couple times in the Northeast by some bad hurricanes. New Jersey, the shoreline was absolutely devastated, and it's still not fully recovered from it. Yeah, I mean, when I lived um, back in 2004, 2000, beginning of 2005, I lived in Florida, and we went through Hurricane Charlie, and that was, uh, I believe, he that was a Category 5, and it was not fun. Um, we got lucky and nothing of ours got damaged, but if you got on to Highway 75, driving up Highway 75, the, all of the light, all of the light poles mm -hmm. were bent and they weren't just bent in half. They were bent almost all the way down to, towards the bottom of the light pole towards the ground. Oh, wow. They were like laying down, like they were horizontal. It was the most interesting thing yet terrifying thing to see because the the power that would have to be behind those winds to push those over like that now for those who have never experienced a hurricane a hurricane is a lot like a tornado you're talking high volume winds but unlike tornadoes which are a few minutes Hurricanes can literally sit over top of you sometimes for days on end. Oh, and you also get, in the beginning and end of the hurricanes, you can get water spouts, which are basically tornadoes of water. But you also get, in addition to the high winds and rains, a lot of times you get, like, hail and sleet. You get the lightning. You get the oh, yeah, thunder. We had, oh, and we had all of that. You know, I, I know in this area, sometimes they can last for 18 hours, and you're just stuck inside and even after they're done they're not really done because you still have all the cleanup to do oh, and yeah. it's just it's and a massive undertaking for I your mean, community sometimes when you think they're done you've just hit the eye of the storm and it's calmed down and you're like okay like maybe we can maybe it's over we, it's, it's over we can go clean up and you step outside and you look up and Depending on which way you look, there's scary clouds all around except this one area where you're standing and you're like, um, that doesn't look good. Now, some storms lead with it on the front end or the back end, the eastern or western end. So, depending on where you're at by even a couple miles, could mean complete devastation or completely spared. So, hurricanes are absolutely terrifying and they change literally by the hour sometimes as to how they're going to hit and where they're going to hit and the most prominent bands are going to strike. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it depends on how long they've been on land to tell how much power they have. The longer they're over water, the more power they gather. And Water you know, temps and currents and everything else it, play into it. And Yeah, they're definitely, they're devastating. I mean, they'll take out entire communities. They have taken out, I mean, Hurricane Katrina back in 2005 in Louisiana just destroyed everything. For very many people. And, you know, it was it was devastating and it was heartbreaking, you know, to watch. And then you had the ones, what, I think it was, what was it, last summer or the summer before you had the ones that were down in, what is it, Puerto Rico? I think I it was. I believe that was last summer. I mean. I Bahamas, I know, got hit really hard last year. Nassau, Bahamas and everything were just oh, completely yeah. decimated. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just a matter of, I guess, luck. Absolutely. I mean, there's nothing you can do to stop one. Oh, no. Not at all. You can take preventative measures to protect your property and yourself and your family and whatnot, but it's coming. If it's coming, it's coming. There's nothing you can say or do. That's the same with, you know, the earthquakes that happen and the um, tornadoes and other things that just kind of are part of nature. I mean, the wildfires, to me, as a firefighter, you know, I prefer structural fires. I do not like wildland firefighters. They're too... Sorry. Wildland fires, as a firefighter, are too unpredictable. You know, you actually can get hurricanes of fire. Mm. Like, literal tornadoes spinning. Yeah. And the winds will shift and they'll just come right at you. And they're unpredictable. They're little devils of hell. And there's nothing you can do. We literally are basically told, find the lowest point, and if it flashes over you, be wrapped up. That's basically all you have. And that's terrifying. It is. It is. Um, a couple of years ago, a local um, fire truck was lost to one of the fires that happened um, not far from us. And it was a brand new fire truck, but the fire spun around on them too fast, and they couldn't move it. And it was lost. But thankfully, you know, everybody was safe and there was no lives lost. But when you're thinking about things that are unpredictable, like, you know, volcanoes and stuff, we still know a lot about them. I mean, we know a good amount, but in general, they're kind of unpredictable, unstable. I mean, you know, we, we were told earlier today that there's a super volcano under Yellowstone National Park. And it's been very active within the last few days with a lot of earthquakes. And it's actually connected to Old Faithful. It's part of what causes Old Faithful to erupt. And what's terrifying about that is how do you fight lava? Because it's not like regular fire. I mean, unfortunately, when it comes to lava, it kind of actually has to just literally chill out. I mean, that's how new islands are made, you know, and extended is through volcanic activity, but for me, the earthquakes and right. fire my feet and everything, I, that's, that's, I mean, my drawing lines, I'm ready for the aliens to come, come take me, I'm good, <laughs> send well, me somewhere else, I'm done with this planet, this one's well, kind of wrecked this you know, year. My question, my question for you as a firefighter, with, you know, with earthquakes, or not with earthquakes, with lava, like, how devastating could that be if it expands itself through that park? Because lava can catch things on fire, right? Well, I mean, all right, the, na- the earth naturally purges itself through fire a lot of times, and it'll kill older trees to promote the undergrowth, to promote younger ones and healthier ones to come up. Okay. Right. So a lot of forests and stuff, they'll do controlled burns. However, when you're talking about something like lava, you're talking about something completely coating the ground. It's not like soil is still there. You know, you're actually taking out a major food source for how many animals. You're displacing how many animals. Absolutely. I you're mean, talking about the decimation of homes and people in them. It's it, it's really a lot to it. It really, you know, there's so many factors that go into it. It depends on where it flows, how it flows. 
But you're also not just talking about the lava cat, you're also talking about the ash. Yeah. The plumes of ash that can travel and everything that it's going to pollute, rain down on, and how's that going to work with a lot of crops? You're decimating farms. I mean, at the same time, I have heard that um, ash can be good with, like, in, like, fertilizers and stuff. So, I mean, it, it, the, the ones close by, it'll definitely harm, but what about the ones further? I mean, it could help, too, right? Possibly. I really don't know enough about it to definitively say, yes, this could be good or bad. I'm just... I'm just going off of things that I've read before, and yeah. I mean, it, it could absolutely devastate areas. I mean, look what happened to Pompeii. Absolutely. That was, that was fun. <laughs> Um, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of scary because we don't know anything about this. I mean, not saying where we live, whether we live there or not, if, even if we don't live there, it's terrifying for the people who do live nearby to where that is because we don't know how big that volcano actually is. And, you know, we don't know how much it'll erupt when it does erupt. Because, I mean, it could erupt and purge itself and just so it gets... I mean, it could be like, maybe like, you know how when you fill your gas tank and you have the nozzle in, it has like a sensor of some sort to tell you when your gas tank's full. So maybe basically it'll purge itself to level out to a certain point in itself. Well, I had heard that what it would likely do is create a lot of concaves or smaller volcanoes around it and have a lot of vent points. Which some people are saying is beneficial because then it's not as much from a singular source. Right. Others are saying that's worse because then it's a large spanned area. I I don't know. I guess it's one of them where everybody has an opinion and everybody's entitled to their opinion. And you'll really never know until theory becomes action. Very true. Which I hope doesn't happen in our lifetimes. I mean, even if it does, I hope it's not as devastating as my um, adorable brain makes it out to be. And, you know, I, I definitely hope that no one truly gets hurt. I mean, it'll be devastating for all of the displaced animals and wildlife that are in that park. Um, and, I mean, it could also be detrimental to finding the possible dead bodies of serial killer victims that are said to be hidden in that state forest because isn't it isn't there like a big chunk of isn't there a big chunk of yellowstone that is pretty much no man's land i'm saying a lot of it is i mean there's a lot of campers and hikers but nothing compared to the acreage that's out there very few people know it well a lot of park rangers are considered seasoned after, you know, 10, 15 years of being out there and will know the majority of the land, but they oh, can no, still no, no. get lost. Oh, no, I mean, when I say that, when I say no man's land, I mean, like, it's literally, like, there's, like, a, I believe a triangle of space somewhere in there where it doesn't fall under any, like, state at all. Oh, not that I'm aware of. Um... I've heard that there's a section of it that doesn't fall under any state's jurisdiction. And basically, if you go out there and you murder someone in that area, you they can't prosecute you for it. 
has to fall under. I mean, every state has state lines, so it has to fall under something. That sounds more like one of them weird urban legends that's... No, I think I'm... You know what? Let me Google it while, hmm. we, while we talk. <laughs> the almighty Google. <laughs> I know. I love Google sometimes. What did we do before it? Um... Encyclopedias? <laughs> I had encyclopedias. Yeah, but think about it. Remember when you used to have to go to the library and do the old card catalogs? I used to beg the librarian to do it for me. <laughs> well, those things were a nightmare. And then to have to remember the numbers or write them down and being dyslexic like I am, I'd end up in the wrong section. Next thing you know, I'm looking up something completely different. Three days later, I'm still there. <laughs> okay. No what I'm doing. So... The Yellowstone Zone of Death is the name given to 50 square miles. Idaho section of Yellowstone National Park, which as a result of a purported loophole in the Constitution of the United States, a criminal could theoretically get away with any crime up to and including murder. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. Yep. So it's technically is owned by a state, it's just... Sort of, yeah. It it says the probable uh, so it's Yellowstone National Park's located in Wyoming, but there's a small sliver of the park that crosses the border into Idaho, and that tiny 130 square kil km. I don't. I can never get it right if it's kilometers or kilometers, but it's 50 square miles, and it's known as the zone of death. Well, I guess if you have a sketchy spouse, that's not the place to vacation. Um, um, definitely avoid that. Uh, definitely. Yeah, so if somebody <laughs> asks you to go to Yellowstone, be really, really wary of how many fights you guys have had recently and things like that. And um, stay where there are park rangers. Very, very visible, okay? Oh, Absolutely. I mean, probably don't go right now because, you know, volcanoes and earthquakes and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> and locusts and plague and fires in other countries and everything else going on and aliens apparently are a thing. Well, and you know, last summer we had the fires in California. Oh, yeah, we did. You know, it's really, I'm getting to the point where, like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm ready to stand outside with a sign, take me. Just, <laughs> I mean, I think that might be the closest I come to raptured. <laughs> I, mean, I eat so many cakes, and I do have a tendency to, like, you know, propensity for singing. So, I can definitely see me, like, being abducted it. and <laughs> mid-song and then being like, you know what, never mind. Because I know me. I will bust into I believe I can fly. Oh, I would, too. <laughs> There's no doubt. I would, too. Yeah, halfway up, I'm going, I believe I can touch the sky. And they're like, yeah, no, you're going back to the ground. I'm like, uh, womp womp. <laughs> we were talking about this earlier, and... I I started singing, beat me up before you go-go, leave me hanging. <laughs> By the way, that the original song is really, it's adorable, and we love it, and yeah. <laughs> we often break into song and dance, by the way, when we're off air. Um, oh, yeah, somebody was playing music earlier, and we were, we were jamming out pretty hard. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things where I, you know... Uh, out of all the ways to go this year, I'm, I'm kind of feeling aliens. Yeah, with all the scary stuff going on on Earth, I, I kind of feel like getting probed might be the least terrifying thing. 
I mean, a little weightlessness for a while, a little cruise as we head back to wherever they're taking us. Yeah, it, it seems kind of good. I mean, they could either use us as breeding shells or they could dissect us to experiment on us, whatever. I mean, I guess that sounds less scary than... I, they might even have a human zoo. Right. Hey, if they treat us like some of the zoos around here, <laughs> three hats and a cot, I'm in. <laughs> no more bills. Cool, I can sit there and do weird crap all day. <laughs> they want to stare at me, go right ahead. People stare at me now. <laughs> <laughs> I frequent Walmarts. <laughs> Yeah. I am that lady at three o'clock in the morning who's jamming out or like in the grocery store. And I'm okay, sorry, but, but the not... one grocery store by us does have a really good playlist and it is always like banging yeah. when I'm in there shopping. And I don't care if I gotta bust a move, I have to bust a move. I don't care who's on the aisle with me. Yeah, but you, at least you're not one of those Walmartians who, you know, are just absolutely dressed terrifying and you're just like, what are you? No, no, I don't dress terrifying, but I definitely do have a issue with dancing in stores um or singing along obnoxiously or not even being aware that other people are around and i'll start talking to myself and sometimes i answer myself i'll be like where is this where is it there you are oh, oh you are so stupid Amber. you you look right at it what are you doing i i and people will look there. at me and i'll be like mind your business this is a conversation between me and me i didn't invite you in <laughs> and they just like walk away <laughs> I, I, I mean, I go, I'll go in there and, or in, and any, in the other grocery stores and like have my headphones in and they're wireless. So like, and if my hair is down, like you have no idea I'm wearing them and I'll just be jamming out and like, I don't even know what music's playing, but I know it's not like what I've got going on. <laughs> we like, we like to sometimes occasionally when it's nice out, sit in the Walmart parking lot and people watch at like two in the morning. Oh, it's definitely a, a favorite pastime of ours, and we've seen some rather unique things, including people washing their cars right before it started raining with bottled water. Oh, with a gallon jug of water. She had yes. a gallon. It was a gallon jug of water. She only had one, and she washed her whole car as much as she could, and then it rained. <laughs> and, and while she was doing this, mind you, people a few spots over were making a baby. Actively making a baby, <laughs> while the cops sat at the end of the aisle and did nothing. <laughs> Yeah, but 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 just just to say, like I don't think he was in a spot where he could actually see what they were doing, really. Oh no, definitely not. But it was just kind of fascinating because we had like the perfect view while the people over like a few aisles away are like jousting on like the um, ride along cards. Oh my god, we're sitting there, really, and we're the oddballs. Okay, cool. Right. Well, I guess we should mention our Walmart is twenty four hours, and it's in a very unique societal location where. You get a very unique grouping you, of people. You get a mixture. Of, of, I mean, we have people that travel 20, 30 minutes to come to our Walmart because, well, they'd rather not go to the one year town. <laughs> but, I mean, we very quickly in our area go from multi-million dollar homes to trailer parks within... Less than a half hour. And I'm sorry, but some of those trailer parks are a lot nicer than those multi-million dollar homes. The sad part is so are the people in them. <laughs> right? But our area is so unique. And so when, like, things happen, it's kind of hard to predict how people will react because we've got such a unique mixture. And we're between, you know, major cities and we've got, you know, rural areas. I mean, we, yeah. we have we get so much here. I mean, so, luckily here, we've had the peaceful protesters who 
you know, are really trying to make a difference, but 30 minutes, one, 20 to 30 minutes one way, we had looters and rioters, you know, breaking... Five minutes another, we had rioters and looters, yeah. you know, it's... I mean, we've had one mall that was actually broken into and looted, we had another one that was a, they attempted and were thwarted by the police, and the third mall that's in our area that's closest to us, they really haven't bothered with but that's because it's really ghetto (laughs) it's you know it's really difficult to say what's going to happen but it's absolutely terrifying and i can see where so many people are turning to religious uh sayings and to things like notre damas trying to predict where we're going to head but there's so many articles and predictions out there about 2020 and i i always ignored them i'm like yeah it's just another year and then 2020 hit, and I'm like, you know, well, what? you know what? You know what? You get, you get, you get these predictions every year or every couple of years, and it's, you know, they don't come true. And now all of a sudden, like, what? Last 2019, we had so many like people pass away that, you know, and it's like, you know what? It's like somebody better be protecting Betty White. That's all I care about. Like, she needs to be in a glass bubble somewhere protected by, like, Chuck Norris. Glass bubble? No, no, no. She needs to be in, like, a bulletproof, like, padded bubble. Betty White is, like, like, our goddess. I love her to pieces. All of the, like, things that she could ever want or need. And, you know, yeah, she's definitely, she's got, like... Chuck Norris and Jackie Chan and all, anybody and everybody else that, like is protective and safe and will keep her just just the delightful way she is. Can we get the Secret Service on this? Like, can we just get them to, like, stand by and, like, protect her? Build yeah, a wall Trump's around her? got a bunker. She she needs the like, Secret Service more. I, you know what? We really, like, protect Betty White. Like, as long as she's okay, <laughs> I, I feel like the world will be fine. If anything happens to her, though, I'm out. I'm done. You I'm, know, I really I would faith. actually kind of like to see her and Trump in the same room, though. You know, she's so feisty, and she'd she's roast so unpredictable. the shit out of him. She may, and you know what? Honestly, she's just, she's a funny woman. She's absolutely, to me, she's an amazing person, and has such an amazing heart, too. Absolutely. But, you know, I can understand, like I was saying, where people are getting some of this from. I mean, you know, there was a bunch of hype around Y2K. Oh, of course. Well, that, that was, that was, was oh my nothing. god. I remember that was so much, oh my god. And when it was so hyped up and everybody, the world's going to end, everything's going to crash, computers are going to cease to exist, and <laughs> nothing happened. And then what year was it, 2014 or something, the uh, Mayan calendar ended or something, or 16? Yeah, it, it was something like that. And I mean, but you know what? Can you imagine how many cult leaders that are out there right now that predicted the end of the world coming this year? Can you just imagine right now, they just got cemented into, you know, something. (laughs) You know what? I always made fun of preppers and day preppers. I was like, you know, you people are crazy uh, building the bunkers and storing the food and canning until the day's end, all these harvests and stuff. But, you know, I'm looking around going, whew, it's kind of like the ant and the, um, a grasshopper. I'm kind of feeling a little bit like the grasshopper. Like, maybe I should have been working harder to prepare. Because <laughs> it's looking a little doomsy out there. Yep. I mean, how do you guys feel? Do, do you feel like people are overreacting, underreacting? What do you take of how hard everybody's been hit this year by everything from 
the economical collapse to the riots to the covid to the fires and everything else you know i you guys feeling scared nervous is are you guys out there like the guy on the surfboard riding out the hurricane which do not do please but i mean you always get the one guy that's trying to surf it if you do like can we get like a some kind of recording device to record you to watch your last moments because you need to live in them for me. You 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 need to go down with legends. I mean, not to belittle anybody or anything, but uh, the one hurricane a couple of years ago, I did tie rope to a floaty tube and did have my own water park on the front porch with some margaritas for a couple hours there. I legit was out there in a bathing suit and having the time of my life until my tube flipped over and got a little rough there for a few minutes. And then I realized tie both sides of the tube and not just one. (laughs) When that sucker flipped me into the curb, it kind of hurt a little bit. I mean, like I moved my car to a higher area and where my house is, there's a dip in front of my house so it collects water like a pool. So it was great. I mean, I was... Every band and with the wind and everything, it was really, like, bobbing out there. And I had quite a few drinks in me. So when I flipped, I didn't feel it as bad. But there was definitely a minute where I was like, oh, man, this is how I die. You would. I was, I was, I remember that hurricane. I was very busy taking care of two children who were going on and on about what's going to happen. And dealing with a mom who's never been in a hurricane who was um, freaking out a bit of it. A little bit. Yep. Uh, everybody handles it differently. Some people, they buy French toast supplies. Yeah, I don't quite understand that. Um, guys, do, don't do that during hurricanes because your power goes out and then, and then most of your supplies go bad. And then your house smells really bad and that's just not a good thing. Don't stock up on your meats and everything else. You guys... Yeah, no, no. Canned goods. Canned goods oh, yeah. are the way to go with that kind of stuff. And junk food. Oh, junk absolutely. Food. Because junk food really doesn't go bad. I definitely highly recommend getting a bag of chips and, you know, chilling out, downloading some good movies, have everything charged up, batteries ready to go. Um, I also highly, highly recommend buy the candles that are flameless, where you put batteries in the bottom of them. They're amazing. They're a nice, dull light. You can use them as night lights. take them back and forth to bathroom trips and everything else. I mean, honestly, I would save those for nighttime, and that way you can leave them on. I do. I, I love them. I mean, but yeah, I would also. I also have regular candles that you do light with a with a with a lighter or something for during the like day and whatnot. Mm. You know, I mean, and that's goes in the middle of the kitchen table. My kitchen table is huge though, but because I'm just extra, because you know, I well, obviously be always careful with flames and stuff. Absolutely. But, you know, for at night, I highly recommend the flameless ones. Just throw a set of batteries in them. You don't have to worry about them. And They're you know, safe for kids to carry around. Like right. it's and you, really a nice calm. You know what life. else? You know what else works for that too? The solar garden decorations. Oh, those are great too. You stick them outside. You let them get a lot of sun. You let them, you know, and they charge up. And then you bring them inside at night when it's dark, and they light up on their own. Mm-hmm. But I highly recommend having power banks charged and stuff in your house. Oh, absolutely. Especially if you have young kids. And, you know, before before the hurricane actually starts and you still have power in the internet, look up things to do. You mm-hmm. know, look up activities for kids of all ages to do depending on, what, you know, how old your child is. 
so that you have things that you can do with them to keep them occupied, you know, and during all the mayhem and chaos afterwards where everybody's kind of... I mean, not everybody's like me. Not everybody goes outside and plays in the rain. I do, because I'm weird like that. I do that, too. As long as there's not thunder and lightning, I am outside. I am playing in it. I am having fun. But as soon as it starts getting too blustery, the trees start moving, and it starts getting, you know, flashy out, I'm inside. I'm done. Fun time's over. I'm, I'm a little bit crazier because I went through I went through Hurricane Charlie, and before Hurricane Charlie, we had Hurricane Francis, which was... I think like a category two into a category, the beginnings of a category three, and I was out playing in that one. <laughs> kind of got in trouble. The guy I was hanging out with at the time ended up having a warrant out for his arrest and ended, ended up getting us pulled over because he pulled, drove the car, my car, in somewhere where he wasn't supposed to and, well, the cop showed up and he had a warrant out for his arrest and he got arrested and I... Didn't know anything about getting people out of jail because I don't get in trouble like that. And his mom wasn't very happy with me. She cursed me out in front of the courthouse. Oh, no. At least I showed up to try to figure out what to do. <laughs> you mean you tried? That's, you know, that's half the battle right I there. I was trying. To, I wasn't actually dating him. And I hadn't even known him that long. And it was not my fault. He had a warrant out for his arrest for something else that he did before he met me. Yeah, I mean, I... <sighs> Everybody has a storm story. I mean, like I said, <laughs> I I have a bunch of rubber duckies, and like my whole thing is, all right, are my ducks in a row? They're good. Let's go. <laughs> like I have a whole basket full of rubber duckies, and I get more every time I go to the one mall. Which if they were to loot that mall, I I mean, I'd be really mad if they destroyed those machines because I might put a dollar in there and pay a dollar to get a free ducky, because you play until you win. But if that goes away and I can't play with that no more and get more duckies, I'm going to be mad. I love duckies. I have a little duck obsession. It's kind of weird. My rubber duckies are like... I don't think you've ever seen all of my rubber duckies. I've seen a couple of them. I'll have to show you my rubber duckies. That's so weird that we both love rubber duckies. <laughs> it's such a random thing. And then my I dog just... has a duck on her butt. <laughs> yeah, she does. And it's so funny because her name is Bella, but we often call her Ducky and she'll come running when you call Ducky. Um... It's also, also call her piranha goat, too. Well, that was a puppy thing, because she definitely did not act like a dog. She still doesn't always, but... You know, when you yell ducky, she comes running, and if you sing the rubber duck song from, um... Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Burton yeah. Early. She gets all excited, because she knows, like, that's her song. Like, that's her jam. So, <laughs> your dog's not quite right. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Now, how are your dogs with storms? Mine are fine. I mean, no, they... Nala will, like, want to be right next to you. She'll want to, like, kind of lay with you. But they're not, like, they're not, like, your aunt's dogs where, like, poor Jack is, like... Oh, Jack shakes, like, I believe. And I love him to pieces, but that dog cannot handle thunder. Uh, thunder or any loud booms or anything out of the ordinary. He is shaking up a storm. Yeah. Uh, the other two really could care less, especially the puppy. Like, you'll find her upside down. Actually, there was one night where she scared the daylights out of me, cat. She was laying in the hallway at the top of the steps, but had her head on the step below her. So all I seen was her body, her tummy up in the air, her legs up in the air, and no head. <laughs> and 
I just woke up from a really bad dream where somebody had broken into the house and I walk into the hallway and here's my dog without a head and I'm screaming and she lost her head and I was like, oh, you little jerk. And she's looking at me like, what's wrong? And I really thought somebody beheaded the dog. Like, I, it was the scariest, creepiest thing I've ever seen. And then to see her pop up and her tongue sticking out of her mouth, and like she was out. Like, she was sleeping hard. And I was like, what kind of dog sleeps upside down with her head on a step below them? Like, <laughs> what is wrong with you? Yeah, well. But, I mean, you know, the older female, she's very opinionated and oh, very yeah, strong-headed. And she um, she just could care less. Could be flashing and thundering yeah. and she just sits there and she kind of stares like she's judging the sky. Meanwhile, poor Jack, the only male, is sitting there shaking and the puppy's upside down. Licking yeah. the floor or something Nala, like Nala won't go outside when it, unless she absolutely has to like during storms or just when it's raining. Even if it's like not a storm, it's just rain. She, he won't. She won't go outside. No, so she's still like, with yeah. rain. But Jack does not like walking outside in the snow. He does not want to use the bathroom in the snow. He'll look at it and he'll be like, nah, I'll wait till spring. <laughs> and I'm like, buddy, it's been a couple hours. Like, you really do need to go out. And he's like, yeah, you want to bet? <laughs> like, you literally have to clear him a pathway and then take an umbrella out if it's still doing whatever it's doing. So he'll go outside. Oh my goodness. He's such a little press. He's so extra. Meanwhile, the puppy's out there, like, she's coming in covered in, like, mud and snow, and she's just looking at you like, hey, things happened. <laughs> it, it's absolutely ridiculous, you know, how different they are. But it's funny for the same token, because they say, like, animals can predict storms and stuff, and it is so true, like, if you ever see cows, like, they'll lay down before a storm and things. And I don't care if the weatherman says it's going to be clear if the cows are acting a certain way. I'm like, mm-hmm, I'm, I'm, I'm going to deal with this. But before tsunamis, like, they'll all head in towards center land. Yeah. Um, they're all moving. I'm going with them. I don't know where we're running from, but I'm going. <laughs> right? I'm going with animals. <laughs> they seem to know a little bit more than us. <laughs> Bahamans. Right? Uh-uh. Nope. Ciao. Adios. That's I'll like when you same. see, like, the water drop real low, especially up in places like Nova Scotia, where they have rogue waves. They literally say, when you see the water drop... Run like hell. <coughs> and they have rocks that are like black. And they say, do not stand on the black rocks. They're slick. You're more likely to get washed away. And if you get rushed, washed away in a rogue wave, we're not coming to get you. It's clearly posted on your own. Adios. Like, wow. you're gone. You're done. Like, sorry. Not sorry. It's actually really funny that you brought up Nova Scotia because. One of the two podcasts that inspired me to be like, girl, we're doing podcasting, like, we're going to do this, were, you know, the one group, they live in Canada now, um, but they're both originally from Nova Scotia. I have to say, I've been to Nova Scotia, and I absolutely fell in love with it, and I was actually supposed to go back this year, but... It's um, probably not happening, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I canceled my trip. And uh, it really stings because, like, I, I got such a good deal on the trip. But, um, you know, with the virus and everything else going on, it just was not a thing to go on a cruise, especially not a nine-day one. And I really, like, I was so excited. I mean, just imagine how many people's vacations that were already pre-planned got canceled because of all of the stuff that's going on. Well, breaking my heart are the ones that had the, um, the weddings and stuff. 
That too. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, especially... You're sometimes planning these amazing events, and... And, I mean, a lot of the stuff you prepay for, and it's non-refundable. Absolutely. Well, I mean, alright, I mean, how would you take that? The year or day that you're supposed to get married is now cancelled due to a plague and everything else going on. I mean, as a bride, how do you not look at that and go, is this an omen? Yeah, here's your sign. Because I would definitely probably look at it and go, oh, maybe maybe this is the universe trying to tell me I shouldn't do this. I I don't know. I guess I can look at it a couple different ways, but I I think I would definitely second guess my wedding, (laughs) at least to that person. Maybe. I I just it breaks my heart because I know how much I spent on you know stuff and for big events I go all out you know yeah you see me plan parties and stuff I mean, like the only the only things that I go I, I would go big on for you know events like that were are for my kids like I don't do birthdays for myself um I frustrated Amber very much this year because you know she had some things planned that COVID decided that it was just going to be like no nah, you're not allowed to do that but, I mean, like, I also thwarted her other plans. <laughs> she had, like, plans A through, like, Z. <laughs> I overplan. Um, anybody that knows me knows that I like things a very particular way, and I like to have a very decisive plan for things. And this has definitely screwed me up on several levels for my plans for things. I, I mean, Kat, you've seen me playing events and parties. Like, I definitely am very meticulous. I yeah. overthink things, I overcomplicate things, but I make sure that all my ducks are in a row. What do I need? I'll have lists with sublists that have sublists. So I might have a menu for the party. Under the menu for the party is the actual menu that we're going to eat under that or the items that I need to buy for each dish. Yeah, you, yeah, you guys should see our show notes sometimes. <laughs> I mean, we've only done a few episodes now, but when she did do some research, it was like, um, girl... <laughs> I'm very thorough with things. Um, but it's funny because our boss, you know, he, I apologized for him after doing a report mm-hmm. once. And I said, you know, I'm so sorry I wrote so much. I'm like, I'm sure you're probably mad at me about it. And he laughed at me. And he said, paper's cheap and lawyers are expensive. You write your heart out. And so everybody else does like kind of smaller reports. And then mine are like six pages. <laughs> mine were only slightly shorter than hers. Although... The way she likes to word things gets a little complicated, and she has a very large vernacular. Um, I it's do very apologize. expansive, and sometimes she uses like the most like extra word to describe something simple, and you're like, "Okay, I see you." <laughs> but. As an EMT, I've never had any of my reports challenged. I've never had to go to court on any of my reports. My PCRs are always on point. For those that don't know, PCR is patient care reports. Even as a firefighter, like, my reports, never had an issue. They are to a T, detailed, time-stamped. Like, I am extra without lines and things. There's been many times where, you know, Kat's been working or even off and the kids have had projects... And I'm over here, like, doing extra things, earning extra points. Yeah, like, when my daughter had her 
egg baby project and she accidentally yeeted the egg and it broke. <laughs> and um, we decided the best thing to do because she was really upset about it was to give it a coffin. Keep, keep in mind, I was I was being a little bit of a smart ass and I'd had a couple drinks at that point. And uh, there was an empty tissue box, so I started cutting it. And they're like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm making it a coffin. we got to bury the baby. So then Kat decided, okay, we're going to line the coffin. If we're going to do this, we're going to paint it black. We're going to do this right. Oh, yeah. Which ended up with us making a tombstone and flowers. And then I wrote an obituary. And, and a birth certificate. And, and a death, death certificate. certificate. <laughs> she was so afraid to bring it into her teacher. And we went to back to school night. And I told her teacher what we did. And her teacher looked at her and said, oh, my God, you have to bring it in. So she brought it in. Her teacher loved it. She kept it for a good while, and she showed it off to people, is from what I'm told. She showed it to, like, other teachers and stuff. Like, she thought it was the cutest thing ever. Now, typically, you fail if you kill your baby or I mean, there's something other, happens. There's other criteria to it now where they take points off and stuff like that. There was, like, an entire, like, page worth of different, like, things. But it literally was the first night of the project. Normally, you're going to yeah. do extremely poorly on it because of it. But because of how extra we went. She got an A on her project. <laughs> Which is kind of funny in a way because she literally <laughs> killed her baby within well, the first she, couple hours. She, she killed her baby and then we turned him into a zombie with, you know, a face and we made his wound bloody and yeah, it was bad. He had a coffin, one of the bifold ones, because, you know, we're not going to cheap out on our egg baby or our, our egg, egg grandbaby. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, it was a boy. It was a boy. You know, we gave him a name and a backstory and, you know, an obituary and said how loved he was. And, you know, it was it was very touching. Yeah, we had a little memorial. And Chloe, of course, at the time was very upset with us, but she we were laughing hysterically. She so angry. She got so mad and I kept recording her and she was getting more and more mad. It was the funniest thing. She kept yelling at me. We got some we got we got some friends to weigh in on whether or not they thought it was a murder or suicide. Like we had like a makeshift trial. <laughs> we like had a grand jury investigation into it and one said it was murder and one said it was suicide. Then she at one point admitted that it was murder and it was after like the trial, I think, or whatever. Yeah, it was it months, was, it was pretty like funny. way later. And then she was like, No, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean <laughs> So it's, we're unique. We, we do unique things. We do things extra around here. Oh, yeah. Which is why I guess I'm kind of surprised that I'm not a prepper for Doomsday. Considering I, how I am with things. I mean, you also, I mean, you technically used to be without actually trying to be because you did the whole couponing thing. And you always had an excess of stuff. Yeah, but that was like shampoo, razors, and that kind of things. But I would also do a lot of care packages. Right. And I would donate a lot to churches and, you know, military and everything. And I'm the kind of person where, you know, unfortunately a friend had, their house had burned down. And I gave them just baskets and baskets of items because I had so much. And it's even still, like, I haven't done it in a couple of years and I still have shampoo and razors and everything else actually and not that long ago. She even gave me a whole bunch of shampoo and conditioner because she was like, I am so tired of these smells <laughs> that it's ridiculous. It there was like two brands now. that I couldn't stand anymore and I was like, hey, um, <laughs> muscle dog, <laughs> here you go. Oh, yeah. She was like, these are yours now. And I was like, I don't know where I'm going to put those because, yeah. 
found places, by the way. <laughs> it did. It did that. But it was funny because we just talked about, like, trying to cut expenses and starting, like, me teaching her how I used the coupon to get so much stuff for free. And then the world fell apart. Yeah. And pretty much that whole couponing thing was going to go. She was going to do all of the couponing stuff, and then she was going to give me a list and the coupons to go with it, and I was going to go to the store and pick up whatever I was supposed to pick up, because I don't know the, what crazy-ass mess she had going on and whatnot, but yeah, no, 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 because there were numbers involved, and Kat doesn't do numbers. Kat does food. and baking. I do spreadsheets. <laughs> yeah, she does spreadsheets. I do food. I definitely And evil genius um, plans. Yes. I'm definitely one of those, if I can make a spreadsheet or a form for it or a way to simplify something, I'm going to do it. And I am very much, everything has to have its place, has to have a file, has to have some way of organizing it. And when things get a little chaotic, I get very manic. So this last year, not being able to predict what's going to happen, I'm definitely feeling manic. Yeah, I think a lot of us are because... Of all of the stuff going on. I mean, I know I'm definitely having a lot of highs and lows. More lows than anything because, you know, everything going on. I also kind of feel like, you know, a lot of people got almost like a free vacation from work. And here we are, quote unquote, essential. When a couple weeks ago, we were kind of disposable. Yeah, but, you, I mean, you think about it. Like, right now it looks like kind of a vacation. But if you really think about it, in the long run, by the time they're done, that's, like, a lot of paychecks that they're losing out on. And I mean, especially the ones who really weren't able to get unemployment. Yeah. Or, you know, you your company got the grant for, you know, that they put out there for companies to be able to stay open or still work. And then you turn around and have that pay cut because they're only giving money for so many hours. I mean, I get that. It's just, I, I guess I'm getting to the point with all the stress where I'm like, I really need a break and there's none in sight. Like nobody knows when things are going to open back up and when you're actually going to be able to go anywhere. So there's no real point in my mind of taking time off right now. Oh, absolutely. When there's nowhere to go. I can't right. even do projects around the house because stores are sold out of so many items in our area and... Oh, yeah, I mean... It's frustrating. You go to Walmart and, like, you have to know when they're going to stock certain things because if you don't, you're not getting them. Like, we, we went and tried to get paint the one day and they're completely out of, like, just regular... Um, acrylic. Yeah, just regular acrylic paint. They're, they were completely... I think they had one color left. And it was, like, this, like, really pretty pale green... And I'm like, all right, that's pretty and all, but I kind of need other colors, too. And then we got lucky and went on a day where they had just put some out and were in the process of still putting more out. So we were able to get a whole bunch more colors. But even look at uh, the one day Kat and I went to the store, you know, we were there for not even 10 minutes. And this woman got out of line and in line and out of line and in line and kept cutting in front of us less than two feet away from us. And then was at the far end of her cart putting stuff in her cart. I assume she had already paid since the bags were being put in her cart. I go to put stuff up on the um, black ramp. Conveyor belt. Conveyor belt, thank you. And she screams at me six feet. I had no idea what she was yelling about. I'm looking around. Literally, I took one step to the right and was on the circle. That was it. Like she, she was, She's freaking out and screaming at me that I need to back up. 
but yet when she was cutting me off, she was less than two feet away. And I'm thinking, these people are losing their minds. Like, you're absolutely going insane over what? It, it's Walmart. Like, it, it's Walmart, and you were okay five seconds ago by cutting me off, but you're not okay now. Right. And I, I literally just looked at Kat, and I was like, get me out of this store, because I'm going to lose my temper. And I have a very short fuse, and I do get very mouthy. And it was one of those moments where I was like, you know, I don't understand why people have to be so ugly to each other, why they're getting so hostile. And I get it. Like, everybody's cooped up right now. They're dealing with a lot of emotional stuff, family issues, financial issues. But I can't handle the stress of the stores right now with the people. I am strictly online ordering things because... I, I just can't. I can't be out. I can't be dealing with it. And even oh, yeah. online ordering, everything's out. So then I'm frustrated there, too. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It is. You know, something You know, something that just occurred to me that we didn't say is that it is also, as of June 1st, National Pride Month. Oh, it is. You know, and it, it's, it's a very significant month for both Pride... And everything else that's going on. Um, well, Pride Month isn't just pride in your sexuality, but pride is literally stating love for all. Yeah. And on the heels of so much hate, a love for all message is essential, but they're also turning around saying absolutely no more protests of any sort in a lot of places. And they've canceled the Pride Parade, too. Which, to me, is devastating. Oh, Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm fully supportive of the community. I am too. My flags should be here any for any, any day now. I, I had to order flags. I ordered two of them. One big, one small. Um, my, my whole thing is I don't care who you love. If you need somebody in your corner, sweetheart, that's me. And me. <laughs> like I'm, I'm the one out there that's holding the sign saying, We've "Your adopted. family disowned you. I got you. Come hug me." Yeah, we've Come, adopted. I'll be your friend. We've already friends. adopted you. You're ours now. Like we're weird. We meet on Wednesdays. We don't care who you are. I mean, if you need us to meet any other day, like we we got you. Amber, oh, Am- well. <laughs> I mean, Amber. Amber's Monday through Wednesday. Amber's Monday and Tuesday. I'm and we're both Wednesday, and I do Thursdays and during the day on Fridays and. If it's a real emergency, I will stay awake during the day on Friday or on Saturday and Sunday, even though I work 12-hour shifts overnights, and I will do what I need to do. If it's after 11 at night, you know, honey, I'll be on the phone with you. I don't care. I, I got you. But we, we make it work. Like, you know, we're there. We're supportive for everybody. And I'm the kind of person, if your family turn their back on you, sweetheart, what's your favorite food? Come over. We'll make it. We'll right. Cook. cook you up a storm. We'll fatten you up. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I might need a recipe first, but I'm good. I got you. Yeah, we can wing a lot of stuff, too. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, it might not be, like, on point to your specifics, but we'll try. We'll do. We'll do our best. <laughs> right. It might take a little practice, but we got you. But no, I'm definitely, I'm supportive of anybody who lives their truth. Anybody, it might not everybody. be my truth. It might not be the way I look at things, but oh, I'm yeah. down. Like, I mean, if, you, if you're trans and you need a ride to go get your surgery or ride home from your surgery or you need somebody to come help... You know, get you do do for you during you know your recoveries. Like we got you, we got you. Yeah. Like whether it's you know just hanging out on the phone or you know running into the kitchen for you and grabbing you something to drink and something to eat. Like 
We down for you. Honey, you just want to tell me a story about your love life and to ask me if you think he or she's right for you. I'll listen. I'm always good for I mean, a good story time. We can cuddle up and watch cartoons, Disney movies, like snacks. I don't care. Morning, we will sing along to Disney movies. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I don't and care if the world is ending or not. Disney movies, mandatory sing-alongs. I apologize for the um, out-of-tune, bad, squeaky voices now. <laughs> And I sometimes go into the accents, and I also get myself in trouble with some of these songs, but, yeah. Uh, we will dance. It, it is a thing. Like Oh, yeah. But, you know, if, even if the world is ending, you gotta have a little fun. You gotta show a little love, a lot of compassion to people. And I can understand people are mad, and people are angry, and they're thinking the world is ending, but... <laughs> you gotta love each other. Like Oh, yeah. I don't care who you are, what color, what religion, what beliefs you have if you like snakes you don't like snakes you you love spiders please please don't bring them out around me i, I, I do, don't do spiders i'll do the lizards and the snakes i don't really like the jumpy frogs i like to look at them behind the glass but they make me jump like a jump scare kind of thing and like <laughs> it makes me laugh but like at the same time i'm good with that because yeah. i'll lose it in a heartbeat but i mean if you're down for horror movies dude we'll do a marathon link whatever <sighs> yes we are all about the weird. All right, guys. But on that note, you know, it's that time it's, of night. It's time to close the gates. So we're going to log up for the evening. I hope you guys stay safe, whether the world is still here or not next Wednesday. We're probably going to still try and podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. We will see you next Wednesday. All right, locking up. Bye. Bye.